This week from GNC Week in Review, powered by GeekNewCentral.com. Apple has a need for speed. AT&T has DirecTV. It might be set up for a, for a fire sale. And also they're announcing layoffs. And Gmail has changed its logo. Those are some of the tech news stories from this week. And then it's Friday, October 9th, 2020. My name is Kirk Corliss, along with... And I'm Scott Ertz. And this episode 73 of the GNC Week in Review podcast, part of the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, it's here. Thank you so much for tuning in for this week's episode. We are streaming live at gncweekly.com slash live as well as Facebook Live, so please be sure to say hello in chat or comment. Also, be sure to like and subscribe to the GNCWIR channel on YouTube. If you miss a live video, that's okay. You can always catch the replay later. If you are a listener, please be sure to subscribe to podcasts where you can find on the right-hand side column at gncweekly.com, be it Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or your favorite podcast app. If you have a comment, be it on social media or email, and it all can be found at gncweekly.com forward slash collect forward slash connect. There's a lot of news this week. Google News, Apple News, AT&T News, a lot of good stuff in the uh, in the and finally segment, which is going to be <laughs> it should be interesting. Let's put it this way. It's one food tech news related, the other non-food tech news related. And <laughs> I had to put in the rundown, so it's going to really uh, be really cool. <laughs> I have purposely not looked at it. So okay. I have no idea what the topic is. Should be more okay. fun that way. Yeah, I like it's... it when you surprise me with weird stuff at the end of the show. <laughs> well, this one is weird, and and this is one that you know because it's it's a twofer. Like I said, one's a, one's food related. The past few weeks, I think what Scott like the past month, it's been food related. So, um, but this one. The other one is, like I said, I want to put it in because it's been this week in the world has been crazy and tumultuous and and everything else with it. So we got to have a good laugh about it, about it, and also cringe. But I'll 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 hold off on that. Um, so we're gonna um, go into the top news story this week, and uh, Apple has they're announcing their new product launch event on October thirteenth, um, where they're expected to build the next. Uh, iPhone, and there was press and lights that went out to the press that had the word "high H I speed." <laughs> Some of these press events. <laughs> well, high comma speed. High, high comma speed. Excuse me. High comma speed. Sorry. Some of these events are these press invite. I mean, these invites with these. Like for example, Google had launch launch night in, and it was eleven o'clock in the morning Pacific time, one p.m. Eastern time. So, how do you do launch night in? Okay, that's <laughs> so it's interesting that they're doing it on the 13th. Mm -hmm. They are trying to steal some thunder from Amazon uh, because Amazon the Prime 13th, day. 13th starts Prime Day. Um, which I, we called it, which you called it. You called it during that was gonna be that week. So I owed you. I said, I did say, you know, <laughs> that I did. We made it, I made a bet to, to we made, made a bet to Scott um, a few weeks ago, I think, or a month ago, you know, thinking. You know when when it's going to be. I was thinking maybe November, maybe. You said, um, I said, you said the middle. You said probably around the thirteenth or not thirteenth, but the, probably the week of. I, I think it was. Yeah, because I had mentioned that it was around my brother's birthday, which is the fourteenth. Right. right, right. So I said, so. okay. So if you, I said, if you, we'll place a bet. If you get the date right or close proximity, I would drink. Mm -hmm. 
So you win. So well, they're trying to steal some thunder here. I don't think right. it's going to work because um, because Prime Day people have been itching for this now mm-hmm. for months because it should have mm-hmm. been in July. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a full quarter late, um, and it's just on the on the outside cusp of holiday shopping. So mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. people are going to be real focused on Prime Day, um, and I I can tell you they're making life real difficult for journalists here. Um, because yep. so many tech sites are required by their companies to be focused on Prime Day as well. So right. I I think they're hurting themselves. They should have mm-hmm. done the 12th or the 15th. They shouldn't be trying to do Tuesday, but whatever. Uh, Apple thinks that they can they can own the news. Um, the always... only thing the only thing that they've got going for them is what they've just confirmed in the name of the event. Uh, mm-hmm. is that there will be at least one 5G model. Um, as you and I have talked about, don't necessarily care. Uh, right. right. And I realize, I don't, too. But again, those people who don't upgrade as frequently as, as I do uh, might. So there is that. Right. But also, I did say, and you also, you kind of, it's like, I get it more now that the 5G is like the marketing ploy. Because look what Google had their 5G or the Google announced with 5G. Um, and announcing with the four, also four A, um, Samsung came out with a, with a five G phone. Motorola came out with five G. So again, like you said, yeah, there's like five G is not readily available at the moment. So I more and more I believe that five G, you know, is going is a marketing ploy to get the people to buzz and excitement. But not many people and also to pay a little bit more for a phone that isn't going to do them anymore. Exactly. 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 And with the, with the um, there's some rumors flying around that um, there's from an analyst uh, Ming Chi Ko who's uh, who's known throughout Apple um, and is reported on on Geek News Central and a lot of tech news sites um, that there's going to be um, might be a five inch model, which possibly might be called the iPhone Mini. Um, there's going to be apparently there's going to be um, four iPhones, two regular, whatever that means. Um, two iPhone 12s uh, and two iPhone 12 Pro models. Mm-hmm. Um, there are some rumors uh, about, and basically the five models that are expected to happen on mm-hmm. Tuesday are the iPhone, let's call it 12 Mini, the okay. iPhone 12, the iPhone 12 Max, the iPhone mm-hmm. 12 Pro, and the iPhone iPhone 12 Pro Max. Those are the five models that we're expecting to hear. The right. based on brand name, the, right. the specs. There's a lot of information out there. There's some conflicting, but those will be the five names, is my suspicion. Right, and there's also there's a lot of rumors flying around that it's going to have um, uh, lidar um, for AR, which not many people would they use. At least for me, I don't know about you, but as far as AR, it's not really <laughs> it's not really relevant to use on a day to day basis unless you're into like gaming, perhaps like Pokemon well, Go. Well, you know, we had um, we had that company on the show during CES who uh, introduced us to two different uh, AR-powered um, home improvement products. Um, the the Cubit, which I actually have one uh, here. Okay. <laughs> um, that I, I've done an unboxing. I haven't published it, but um, we're doing a, a review as we put the the new studio together. Uh, we're doing it entirely using uh, the Cubit. Okay. Um, 
and then then the the roller one whose name I can't think of offhand. Um, so we're starting to see AR stuff really come into the home as well. Um, so um, I've heard I've heard talk of you know maybe you could maybe you could even almost eliminate the qubit and uh, mm. be able to put the things up using AR if it's if it's uh, detailed enough. You know, so you know I think there are if one of the reasons AR hasn't been a success so far outside of gaming is because of its detail. Okay. Um, because AR using um, a HoloLens and a HoloLens 2 mm. um, is so different than using AR on a phone <laughs> mm-hmm. because, because the detail, the, you know, the, the fidelity of the readings being able to map out a room is so much stronger. Mm-hmm. Um, so if, if AR is going to have a chance, the fidelity needs to grow. And okay. in the mobile space, Apple's been leading that push. So mm-hmm. I'm good with the idea of them essentially putting a connect sensor mm-hmm. uh, in the phone, which is what they're talking about here. Mm-hmm. This is essentially putting a connect sensor into the iPhone 12, which I'm good with. So do you think, so do you think that AR is going to be more prevalent more not more so now or is it just going to like be like a not well yeah let me say niche i think if the fidelity goes up um people who have ideas of which i am one um Mm -hmm. will finally be able to realize them um Mm -hmm. you know i i had i had a first gen hololens for a long time and i built some stuff for it but it wasn't ubiquitous it not mm-hmm. enough people had it, um, right. and with the the well, the rumor, but the absolute hundred percent reality that Apple has um, an augmented reality uh, head head display powered by mm-hmm. the iPhone uh, mm-hmm. in the works, possibly uh, to be announced as the uh, one more thing uh, on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Um, Obviously, if it's announced on Tuesday, it would be a super early look, like what Microsoft did with the HoloLens almost a year before it came out. Okay. But um, the, it's it's close enough that apparently there are hardware, like there's hardware. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Um, so we might we might even get to see that next week. Um, okay. So if they're if they're putting that kind of focus on AR where they've got their own hardware and everything, it makes sense that they would also uh, try to boost it in the phone before the headset comes out. Okay. I think they're going all in on AR when, when mm-hmm. they failed on the car um, <laughs> right. um, and everybody laughed that they were working on it. Um, right. Nobody has laughed at the idea of Apple working on AR technology. So, mm-hmm. I mean, they've seen, they've seen great success. The number of people who play, AR games on on iPhone is higher than the number on Android, despite the fact that there are so many more Android devices in the wild. Right, um, and it has to do with with the 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 fidelity that's already there. And okay. if they can increase that and put a big lead over everybody else, I think it'll be a big deal. So that would, would be it. Would be the thing that would get me to upgrade my iPhone is if okay. they had say even I would. <laughs> upgrade if they if they showed off uh enhanced ar stuff for me i mean i get i mean i'm android and android for many years i haven't really for uh, delved into ar i'm not really i mean i'm curious about it technology but as far as as a 
practical use standpoint, no. As far as a game gamer, no. I'll, um, I'll tell you, there was there was a thing from from Nokia uh, before Nokia built here. Um, it was their first foray into GPS technology, um, and it has since been stolen by Google and a couple of other companies. But uh, Nokia pioneered it. Um, obviously, it doesn't matter now because the company doesn't exist in the same way today that it did then. Um, but uh, on Nokia devices, you could just walk around and hold your phone up, and it would tell you points of interest that you were looking at. Mm-hmm. Um, it would tell you, well, that's a museum, and that's a restaurant. You could click on it, and it would open the restaurant listing, and you could see their phone number and their hours and stuff like that. You could do it in parks and get information about statues and all kinds of interesting stuff like that. And uh, Google has built that into uh, several versions of Google Maps uh, over the years. Um, but, you know, there's 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 a lot of potential in travel um, with something like that. Um, there, there are interesting places for AR. Um, imagine, I don't exactly want to give it away, uh, <laughs> but imagine being in a large place. Let's, let's say maybe a grocery store. Um, and GPS doesn't work in a, in grocery stores the way it does outside because of, you know, walls and ceilings. Uh, <laughs> But if based on AR, it's able to detect the layout of the room, it can uh, it can get you to the things you're looking for. So it can map you around the store without having to use, say, the Publix app that has the mm. map built in and you build your shopping list within their ecosystem. In this case, it wouldn't necessarily matter. So there's all kinds right. of interesting things that you can do. And okay. can you, if the grocery store doesn't have to put in all of these special repeaters so that their app works which is Mm -hmm. how it works now um because they got beacons all through the store so it knows where you are um yeah there's lots of ways that ar could make things better okay that one makes sense and i would think especially if maybe like if if, like your example a grocery store and i know a lot of grocery stores um like to put commercials so they can probably like you know insert you know ads so that'll entice that customer, like the consumer, to go to, you know, let's say ice cream. And there's a, there's a special on ice cream and you know, get a coupon for like five dollars off or something like that. Yep, absolutely. So that would be a good that'll be a good and point as, for you. So that would make sense. It it'll if you've built your shopping list, and I'm gonna to continue to use Publix because you know Publix's apps are are pretty great. Um mm. so you're walking through you're walking through the store with AR turned on, right? And right. it knows where you are because it's able to see it was able to see the shelves and you know all kinds of information like that and it's like oh well you don't have ice cream in your cart or on your shopping list but there's a sale on this and you're about to pass right. the aisle it can say hey if you turn left here we've got this on sale yeah mm-hmm. it's there's all kinds of stuff that would make the shopping experience and the store's experience better so it's yeah. kind of a win-win yeah that's that's kind of interesting. I don't because I know that you're giving me like I'm learning things with different technologies I I've heard of, but not not necessarily the the practical use. So that would make one good example of that. So yeah, so it'll be interesting to see, and that we got kind of cool to see. And you know what? And I think we're gonna probably mark this day for Tuesday, you know, and we're gonna have a wrap. We'll have a wrap up of all the news. They do announce they they the they do announce that as one last thing. But also, too, it's going to be streamed live because of you know the coronavirus thing. So, um, but you know, we'll see. We'll 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 uh, see what happens on that. 
uh, and report back on the wrap up. Um, other Apple news, um, Apple is going to shift how it ships devices to its consumers and setting, setting out all of its hardware products directly from China or from warehouses. The company is now going to use its network of Apple stores as their uh, de facto fulfillment centers where they'll be shipping products directly from the store to get to customers faster. Um, Blueberg is reporting the change will use Apple's nearly 300 stores in the U.S. and Canada to speed up local delivery for customers within 100 miles of a store. Um, apparently, the company uh, Apple has already been using um, the new system with several stores early this year, um, but uh, the um, but the broader rollout um, they're saying is that you know, the upcoming launch for the iPhone. Um, and according to Bloomberg, also this is um, largely internal. The shift is largely internal one, so cu customers won't be able to choose from a store from which their devices ship. So, good news on that. That's that. That kind of makes sense considering mm -hmm. most of these store leases were put in place long before the company started its product shift, uh, mm -hmm. its product mix shift, mm -hmm. um, and they continue to remove third-party uh, product categories, not just product lines, but product categories. Um, right. uh, Apple stores uh, no longer sell uh, headphones and speakers from anybody but Apple as of last week. Mm. Um, so all of a sudden, their back rooms are starting to <laughs> become kind of empty. So so I can, I can see them trying to repurpose some of that very expensive space because Apple stores are never in inexpensive places. Yeah. Um, so, you know, here, here in Tampa, it's at International Mall, which is so expensive that uh, Radio Shack and, and um, uh, uh, what's the Spencer's split a storefront because neither could afford to be in there. Mm. <laughs> Um, and Apple has a huge store in there. And mm. so if we're, if they're not selling Sonus, if they're not, so, you know, all these other things that they used to sell all of a sudden are going away. Um, uh, which by the way, we will also see, uh, headphones and speakers mentioned on Tuesday, mm -hmm. the, the, um, the ear pod pros, uh, um, the AirPod. full headphone AirPod, uh, pro, the full cup like these um, will be announced oh. as well as a second generation of HomePod, which <laughs> why I don't know <laughs> that should just be given up on. But I can see them wanting to repurpose uh, this warehouse space. Um, it makes sense to me. It's super expensive. and It's not being used the way it was when they signed these leases. So. And also, too, would you know the traditional time of the year when uh, the Apple launches, or the you see the 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 lines and the the extraordinary long lines out the outside of the Apple stores. I mean, I'm looking like, I mean, I saw what the time one in in New York. I mean, it was it was the line was like going down like for yeah. not one block, but like multiple blocks. Yeah, that's a so, little bit of performance art i think but because <laughs> because there's no there's no reason for it when mm -hmm. you can go to an at&t store and there's no line and right get it quicker right. so standing in line at the apple store is a little bit of performance art 
I um, can't believe I wouldn't. I would not dare to stay. I would not dare to sit out in in cold weather. I mean, the last time I set out to get to buy something was was concert tickets for for Rush and. <laughs> <laughs> and that was painful, you know, like sitting on cold pavement and waiting outside the the uh, the ticket counter for. There were good seats. I mean, don't get me wrong; they were good seats. But uh, I, I swore I was never going to do that ever again. And there was definitely there's no there's just no way on this on this God green green earth that I will sit stand out or sit outside for for an iPhone or any phone for that matter, especially when you can go to the carriers and get right. it quicker. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And oftentimes they run promos Mm -hmm. where you can get a case for half off. And (laughs) yeah. So that's, I have always called standing outside the Apple store performance art because Mm -hmm. you're just trying to show off that you're standing outside of the Apple store. It's got nothing to do with getting the device. And speaking of, (laughs) speaking of promos, um, I'll tell you about something, you know, off the air, about something because it was really funny yeah. but I'll tell, I'll tell about that off the air um in other uh news um at&t um there's been a lot of woes that they're getting rid of their their dsl now they're reportedly moving ahead with its plan to sell direct tv despite receiving bids that value the satellite division as less than one third of the price at&t paid for it AT&T bought DirecTV for $49 billion, with a B, in, yes, uh, in 2015, and had lost 7 million TV subscribers in the last two years. In late, late August, news broke that AT&T is trying to sell DirecTV to private equity investors, and that deal could come in less than $20 billion. Uh, the New York Post reported on Tuesday who provided an update on the sale process, writing that AT&T is pressing ahead with an auction, even though it is... Quote, shaping up to be a fire sale. Uh, the sa- <laughs> Get it while it's hot. <laughs> the sale process is being handled for by, a- by AT&T for Golden, Se- Golden Sex. Um, the Post article also says, quote, opening bids from a criteria of a buyout firms came in around 3.5 times DirecTV's roughly $4.5 billion of EBITDA, implying a valuation around at around $15.75 billion. This is according to a source uh, that knows what's going on with the process. Um, despite, despite the low first-round bids, AT&T, quote, last week uh, invited a handful of suitors in the second round of an auction of the struggling satellite TV broadcaster. Didn't, Dish Network did not submit a bid, um, even uh, even though Dish, Dish chairman Charlie Ergen has said that a merger of the two satellite companies is probably quote is probably inevitable um so it was inevitable 15 years ago right and it's and you know and also do direct what they have with we'll get into other things about that in a second but direct tv has been a has not been doing well over the years um they rebrand themselves they're they're now at&t now or at&t at&t tv now or at&t now I can't remember which one it was. I think AT&T it's... TV now. There are H-S-S-S-S-S-S-S. too many T's in a row. <laughs> and, you know, and a lot of people, and I and I felt bad because um, Todd Cochran, who's the host of Geek News Central and um, the partner the partner of ours, um, mentioned, because he's out, he lives in Coldwater, he lives out in, in Boonies, 
And my wife said, my wife was asking me, a few people were asking me, well, how's his internet? And I said, slower than Vermont maple syrup. And I said, him getting DirecTV service in, in that area, he's out way, way out in the boonies. There is no way that he's going to get a good signal <laughs> by satellite, let alone <laughs> anything else. Well, well, keep in mind that if he were to have satellite internet, it's HughesNet, and it's like 400 bucks a month for less than less wow. than uh uh um less than dsl speeds wow yeah thank god you don't need a dial up for upstream anymore because it used to right. only work down and you had to have dial up for up right i remember you're right you're right you're absolutely right about that i mean it's like we but used this to sell is been... net at radio shack okay it was laughable like do you sell internet? Yeah, HughesNet. Don't even ask. Just go. <laughs> We're not going to talk about it. You live in the city. Go with something else. Oh, oh. <laughs> um, I mean, it's like you know. So I. So this is like it's been the the writing's been writing has been on the wall for many, 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 many years, and there's no way that they're getting different suitors. No one's going to step up to purchase this. No, there's and it's not gonna, and you know what? There's a reason why Dish Network. Despite saying that it's inevitable, which mm -hmm. it is, mm -hmm. put put zero bid in because this is the first of three fire sales. Who <laughs> this is? Directv is MySpace. Um, it will change hands several times over two or three years, and in the end, uh, Dish Network will purchase it for the money they find in their couch cushions. Mm. Good way to good way of putting it. Instead of AT and T purchased it for forty nine billion, yeah, uh, News Corp bought MySpace for what seven seven billion, and when they sold it, uh, the last time MySpace got sold, it sold for one hundred and twenty nine million dollars or something like that. This is this is what Dish Network is waiting for. Dish Network wants to be the one who buys it for one hundred and twenty nine million. Instead of forty nine billion, <laughs> they're looking for a huge discount, and they're mm. going to find it. Dish Network yeah. will be the final owner of Directv in three to five years, uh, and they will purchase it for a song. <laughs> yeah, be almost free. Yeah, that sounds like it was going to happen. So, with the pending sale, um, now they're also laying off um, from AT and T. They're laying off. Um, folks from um, HBO, Warner Brothers, and other parts of Warner Media as part of a plan to cut costs by 20%. This is from the uh, Wall Street Journal. <clears throat> Excuse me. AT&T's Warner Media is restructuring, re is restructuring its workforce as it seeks to uh, reduce costs by as much as 20% as the coronavirus pandemic drains income from movie tickets. Cable subscriptions and telephone ads, uh, television ads, excuse me, this is according to people familiar with the matter. Um, uh, Warner yeah, Media. War, <laughs> right, the writing's on a wall with this too. D Disney did the same thing. Disney just. Mm -hmm. Yep, 30,000, I think it was. just did a huge clearing in their, mm -hmm. in their um, entertainment division, including the mm -hmm. parks. Yeah. Because, because this has been killing them. And, mm -hmm. and, you know, Warner Media has even more direct stake in this because you know they produce they produce content for theaters. Yes, they produce mm -hmm. content for other people too, though. 
which is, you know, it's not just like the only stuff they produce for TV is for for uh, HBO now and uh, the CW. You know, they mm-hmm. they produce stuff for CBS and, and NBC, and yeah, they license a lot of stuff, mm-hmm. and they're losing money on all of it because they can't right. produce any of it. Well, with with a lot of mergers, I know the company I work for. Um, you know, the um, the merger happened. This was 15 years ago, I think it was. And um, they and it was like they started shedding, you know, jobs and companies. And they had like multiple co- companies and they had to do restructuring. So, you know, so it's in, I mean, this now more with this with, you know, the coronavirus pandemic, it's affecting, you know, a lot of companies, big and small. Um and it was inevitable. And it was it was inevitable with uh, with AT and T with the with Warner Media that was going to happen. And yeah, because because on top of everything, they were bringing multiple brands together under what is now Warner Media, and so there were a lot of a lot of duplicate positions that were eventually going to get called. Mm-hmm. But I think that they were trying to wait as long as possible and see, you know where best they could put talent. I don't think they were expecting for the entire division to essentially be closed for eight months and already plus more in the future, you know? <laughs> so uh, I, it sucks, but this is just the beginning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause Cinemark's Cinemark theaters may not come back after this closure. Regal theaters may be done. Right. Um, so, I, this in the entertainment industry, this is just the tip of the iceberg. It's going to get so much worse. Yep. Yep. All right. All right. So going into other news this week, in Google News this week, which this was really <laughs> wow. Google is replacing its iconic Gmail envelope logo with a design that's a lot more in keeping up with the other Google products. And if you guys are watching on the live stream, I'm going to pull this up from the, whoop, nope, that's not it. I want to go back up here. My screens, there we go. Okay. So this is the new logo. Um, and also they're changing their logo for G Suite. I mean, I'm sorry, with Google uh, Docs, Word, et cetera. I'm not seeing it. Should I be seeing it? Yeah, I think I pulled it up. Oh, sorry, because I didn't share the screen. Duh. There we go. Nope. There no we go. Oh, there we go. Say, say I don't see it yet. <laughs> yeah, that that looks like modern Google. Yeah, but here's the they're changing the the logo for not only Docs, but I'm going to play a video. I'm not going to put the audio on here. Um, but uh, this they're changing their logo for um, Gmail, um, uh, which is right. If you're watching on video or listening on audio. Um, it's, uh, red, green. It's just basically a shape of an M. Um, they're changing the, uh, docs into a logo, which is yellow, blue. I'm like, okay. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah, this is- so, so from a branding perspective, I really, appre- conceptually, I really appreciate the, the change. It's, mm. it's really modern it's really mobile first um but it is also not based on google material design that is based on microsoft's fluent design language 
Mm-hmm. That is Microsoft's branding. <laughs> mm. ba- based on that whole new collection of of images, that is right. very Microsoft fluent. Okay. Which is fascinating. So you're saying they're trying to rip off uh, Microsoft on some things? They did it last time too. Mm. Okay. Google and Google and Apple both both leaned in hard to uh to Microsoft's Metro design. Okay. Um and and it looks like looks like Google is is taking a lot of inspiration from from Fluent in in that whole video. Uh it feels a lot like the new Windows 10 icons. Just without the shadows. <laughs> Which is a big part of of the fluent design language I know. But the uh the the way the colors change when they overlap and stuff like that. If you if you need a, a really good example of that, check out the new uh the brand new Bing logo that just hit, I think, yesterday on the mobile app. Um they got rid of the the very sharp edges, which Google didn't do. They added sharp edges because the <laughs> The Gmail corners used to be round and now they're kind of pointed. Uh, but but uh, other than that, you'll see a, a similar design language. It's interesting. Just okay. no gradients and no uh, no uh, shadows, but I'm, I, I'm, I'm fine with it because I like the design language. I've I've been incorporating. I've been doing some tests on Plug Hits Live uh, using the the fluent design language myself so I, i'm fine with the change um i mean they always say change is change is good i i was like i it's very um it's but also too it's doesn't look really too busy um so i mean hey i mean it's been i mean how many years they had that logo they might have had that logo for 10 15 years now at least you know yeah. okay and and one of the things that happens over time, right, with a company as large as Google that has so many products, mm. is that over the years, you know, as a new product is released, it the design the current design language for branding gets applied, and then a new product launches, and the current design language for branding is applied, mm-hmm. and so at some point you have to do a clean sweep, which is right. what Microsoft just did. It's what Apple just did. Right. Uh, well, technically, they haven't exactly done it because Mac OS isn't out yet. But mm-hmm. um, uh, Apple's in the process of saying, okay, this is the design language for our branding. We're going to apply it to all of our old stuff. Microsoft mm-hmm. is in the process of doing the same thing. Looks like Google's doing the same thing. It has to happen from time to time because your branding just becomes chaos mm. when you have this many products. So, and a lot I, of, appre- and a lot- I appreciate it. And a lot of uh, and a lot of Google products have gone into the graveyard. <laughs> well, there's that too. But it's it's I think it's a good move uh, to finally yeah. unify everything. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, change is good. So get ready for it. All right. In other Google news, uh, their latest effort to protect the safety and privacy of its users involves more prominent security alerts. Uh, moving forward, when a company detects a potentially serious issue with your account, it will notify you directly through the Google app you're using at the moment. Yes, Google will start, mm-hmm, and which I love, um, Google will start rolling out the updated notification to a small, small subset of its users over the next couple of weeks with the widely with the availability, plan, availability plan for early next year. I think it's great. I, I mean, uh, they have the great 
um, letting me know, letting consumers know what's going on with the app. Um, and uh, instead of been crashing or, God forbid, hacking. And I think that's welcome news. So I must be part of the small subset. And I'll tell you why. Oh, man. <laughs> because I got um, I got an alert like two days ago uh, in YouTube letting me know that Google believed somebody had access to one of my passwords and directed me to go change it. Now, I also got all the normal security alerts, right? Because mm -hmm. if I hadn't had YouTube open at the time, and to be fair, I wasn't even on that YouTube account because I've got, you know, I've got the Plug Kids Live YouTube account signed in. I've got the the Geek News, the GNC Week in Review <laughs> YouTube signed in. Mm -hmm. um, but I've got my personal one as well. And even though I was on the Plug Kids Live account at the time, it popped up a thing that said, we think somebody has access to your password. We recommend you change it. Mm -hmm. um, when I when I clicked the link, it took me to my personal account. Um, mm -hmm. And then I checked my email, and I had all the normal stuff. I had an email from them with the same information and everything. Okay. So I like this idea. I like that mm -hmm. you don't just have to wait for an email or have the Google app installed, which I do not. Mm -hmm. um, so the fact that they're they're using YouTube and Gmail and all of those to give you the same alerts, I think it's a brilliant idea. And if you're in a small subset, why not me? I've been I've been been Google faithful for for I, for, for a decade. <laughs> that might hell? be why. That might be why because I tend to get annoyed by their things, oh, okay. and they knew I'd like this. So, so a number of years ago, I wrote a positive article about Google. Mm -hmm. It had something to do with their participation in uh, in San Francisco Pride or something, New York Pride. I don't remember what. Mm -hmm. And they had a, a T-shirt of two of the, the Android robots holding hands mm -hmm. uh, that they gave out to their employees. Well, like a week later, one of them showed up at my at my office. <laughs> so apparently when they know or believe that I'm going to say something positive, mm -hmm. <laughs> They uh <laughs> they make a big deal about it with me. And okay. I'm definitely saying something positive here. Everybody, Good. every tech company that has a suite should learn from this. Mm -hmm. <coughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Like it's again, I said Google if you're listening. <laughs> give me give me something. All right. Um, speaking of uh, other Google news, Android phones can now notify you when they tech certain they tech certain sounds which can notify people who are deaf or hard of hearing about important sounds nearby. If you turn on the feature, it's called sound notifications. You can have your Android phone inform you about some sounds via a push notification, a flash from your camera light, or, or by making your phone vibrate. Other devices support sound notifications as well, including Wear OS, which can send sound notifications via text with vibrations, and they work um, entirely offline. Google says sound notifications can listen for 10 different noises, smoke and fire alarms, sirens, shouting, baby sounds, okay, <laughs> um, doorbell ringing, knocking, dog barking, appliance beeping, water running, landline phone ringing. Now, the sound notifications are already installed on Pixel phones and other select other Android phones and be turned on from the accessibility menu and settings. You can also get the feature by uh, downloading Google's live transcribe app, which can transcribe, which can transcribe audio. It, it quote, hears in real time. This is pretty cool. 
because um, the company I work for um, has um, there's customers that I talk to that have something like this um, where um, someone's trying my company calls it'll notify them through different things so this is a this, this is great a great tool to have it for really is. that's good on them good on them yeah Awesome. All right. I'm rounding up the um, Google News this week, um, and I love the Google Doodles um, that they have featured um, every month. The uh, Google is celebrating the 197th birthday of Mary Ann Shad Cart uh, Carey, who is a American Canadian newspaper and editor and publisher, as well as a journalist, teacher, lawyer, abolitionist, and suffragist. On Friday today, with a dedicated go- dedicated doodle. Shad Carey is credited as North American's first black female newspaper editor and publisher. She was also the second black woman to earn a law degree in the U.S. and fought for abolition and women's suffrage. She was born on October 9th, 1823 in Wilmington, Delaware. Happy birthday. Um, uh, her parents' home served a station at served as a station on the Underground Railroad. She became a teacher after graduating from Pennsylvania boarding school in 1948. Frederick Douglass published her first work in his newspaper, which was a call to action for abolition. So, wow, that is really cool! Really cool! Wow, yep, that's I that's a that's a story that everybody should hear. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and it's interesting that we were just talking about uh, about Cherie before the show, who also has a, a first black woman distinction to her name. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's interesting that we were talking about her today. Yeah. So that's why I wanted to. Yeah, definitely. It was good. Uh, nice little um, nice little tie in. So I thought it was pretty cool. So happy birthday, Miss um, Carrie. Um, and like I said, I love the Google Doodles when they celebrate, you know, different holidays or things of um important events or election day and mm-hmm. you know and all that so um so it's good on google to recognize someone that's that's important to uh to all of us speaking of microsoft news microsoft is adding a price comparison feature he's loving this <laughs> to his edge browser just in time for the holidays alongside a really useful screenshot tool that'll let you easily capture an entire web page uh, both features are part of the broader update for Edge this month. It includes a number of number of minor additions to improve the Chromium Power Browser. The new comparison feature works across a variety of retailers while you're shopping online inside Edge. If you're doing some shopping for the holidays, for example, you can create a, and create a list inside a collection. You'll be able to quote compare price to other retailers button to see a comparison. It's a basic price comparison feature that will be limited to U.S. retailers at launch, but Microsoft is promising to build it into a more proactive service with options for coupons in the future. The second big update to Edge this month is a new screenshot tool. While there is other ways to screenshot a web page, most tools simply screenshot what you see without the ability to capture an entire web page or scroll as you grab the screen. Microsoft's new Edge screenshot tool will automatically scroll page down so you can capture everything in a single screenshot. Microsoft is also adding is also adding inking capabilities to this tool in the future Edge future release of Edge, and testers will be able to access this beta feature shortly. 
sign me up because I think thank God on that sign my my up because I know I've done screenshots for for work and it's a pain in the butt to um to do the entire the entire screen only get maybe like ninety five percent of it and not the full the full screen because there's some things where I have to point and I have to it's a it's a pain in the butt tremendously so so I'll tell you I'll tell you that the inking feature is is the big deal for me mm. um it was one of two uh, massive features that i used in edge legacy <laughs> what it's called now um but the original edge um that and uh and uh set aside which has now become part of collections so that feature came along but the inking, the ability to write essentially on a live web page, mm-hmm. to be able to take notes and things like that was huge, um, uh, especially as a developer. You know, when you're when you're having a conversation with your colleagues about best practices versus versus anti patterns and things like that, which is literally something that has been happening uh, today mm-hmm. <laughs> for mm-hmm. me, um, being able to to grab the web page and be able to literally circle part of it or highlight a section and send it to people and be like this this is the reason why we're talking (laughs) um that is something that i have missed and i occasionally have to switch back to edge legacy to do Mm -hmm. i i refuse to let my computers update edge edge uh and i only use the dev and the beta versions of chromium edge because this feature has been missing Mm -hmm. specifically this feature so, mm-hmm. hooray! <laughs> <laughs> well, like I said, I'm like I said, shout out to Google to be a tester. Microsoft, I'll be. I mean, I'm not Microsoft basher, but I'll definitely. I'm. I'm all for it. I mean, if you want to get me, you know, send me an email, I'll. Uh, <laughs> I would be more than happy to uh, be your uh, guinea pig. <laughs> well, the, that's that's one of the things that i really like about the way microsoft has been doing things lately the insider program uh for microsoft edge mm-hmm. uh, is totally public you can join the dev or the beta program just on your own so if you want to see these things in action i wouldn't be surprised if this is already in the dev build um but remember the dev build is <laughs> chaos mm-hmm. um uh the beta build is usually more stable um but if it's going to be in the beta build soon, okay. You can join that. You can join that today, and it'll sit side by side with your current browsers. So okay. I, in my in my taskbar on on this computer right now, I have three edges. Holy, holy crow! Because <laughs> I've got I've got Edge Prime, Dev, and Beta all in a row, and they've got different icons, so you know which one's which. Okay. Well, I'm definitely going to check it out. I'm definitely going to, because I've heard of the Microsoft Insider program, and I'm definitely, I'm going to give it a shot. Because, I mean, I've dabbled in, you know, I'm mean, mostly a Chrome browser, but, you know, some Google and Google up, you know, for forever. But, yeah, I'm going to definitely um, check out, um, check that out. Other news this week, Lyft on Tuesday unveiled a partnership with Grubhub that provides users of its Lyft Pink membership plan with free access to Grubhub Plus, which offers perks for restaurant orders. As part of the collaboration, Lyft Pink members will have unlimited free delivery from restaurants, member perks like free food and discounts, and donation matching via Grubhub's Donate the Change program. Lip Pink, which rolled out nationwide last year, costs $19.99 a month 
and offers offers perks like 15% off rides, priority airport pickups, complimentary bike and scooter rides, and relaxed cancellation fees. And I have Lift Pink, and I'm a solid. I've been I love it. It's been I've been saving a lot of. I actually I got Lift Pink. Um, um, yeah, was it? I think I got no. Actually, I think I got it. Why I, I got Lyft when 2018 when I went to CES in Vegas, and because people were talking raving about it, and I got Lip Pink. Um, yeah, I got Lip Pink again. Lip Pink, you know, this year while we were at in um, at uh, CES. So I'm, you know, I love it. It's great. I mean, I'm saving tons of money. So saving money is a good thing. <laughs> All right. I wonder if I wonder if this will apply outside of the U.S. Because mm. Grubhub, uh, good question. I don't know. Grubhub is becoming part of the European brand takeaway, mm-hmm. um, and I wonder if maybe not today, <laughs> mm-hmm. but right. if right. Uh, if at some point uh, this relationship, once the sale is finalized, will also apply to takeaway. That would be mm. a really cool thing. Yeah, if, if Lyft was able to apply both uh, to to both continents because mm. you know international travelers and stuff like that if you've got lift pink uh being able to get free delivery while you're traveling internationally would be really cool um but grubhub free free grubhub deliveries while we're at ces or something mm-hmm. like that yeah oh, that sounds like a win to me <laughs> exactly so and I, and we're still going to be <laughs> between now, Scott. Between now and January, I'm still going to be. I'm still inside of me. There's a small hole in my heart that I'm still <laughs> just a little, just yeah, a little, just a little. All right, all right. In other news this week, according to a new report from App Annie, consumers in the third quarter downloaded 33 billion new apps globally and spec spent a record at 28 billion dollars in apps and i'm one of them <laughs> this is up it's up 20 percent year over year they also spent more than 180 billion collective hours each month of july august and september 2020 using apps an increase of 20 percent year over year again i am too that makes sense <laughs> i'm actually surprised it's only 25 percent. hey i thought it'd be yeah, i thought it'd be more too yeah um google play downloads grew 10 percent year over year accounting for 25 billion of the total 33 billion new downloads in the quarter well ios accounted for nearly 9 billion download 9 billion downloads up 20 percent year over year Non-gaming apps on Google Play were 50% for 55% of those downloads, while iOS, the figure was slightly higher, 70%. Um, overall, that's not slightly higher, right? <laughs> slightly. That's that's 15% higher. That's that yeah. means only 30% of new downloads were games on iOS. Hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That means that that iOS devices have been used more for productivity during during the shutdown than uh, Android devices that are used for entertainment. That's interesting, right? Yeah, some of the download is reported that some of the down gro- download growth um, was tied directly to the pandemic. Um, overall, uh, games, tools, entertainment drove Google Play downloads outside the top category. Games um, and iOS games, photo and video, and entertainment remained the top categories for five straight quarters um so there's a link in the um show notes um that has the breakdown and i there's a lot here and i and you know it's just like a little bit of concise abbreviated 
cliff note version. <laughs> because it's Boy, is when that I'm interesting. That's an interesting piece that I hadn't considered that mm. uh, that uh, TikTok downloads would have been a huge portion of this. Mm-hmm. Of course it was. Of course it was. Right. Because yep. new people who were worried that it was going to go away were downloading it for the first time. Mm-hmm. And then some people were downloading it so that they could try and sell their devices for $100,000 on eBay. And I, right. <laughs> Hyperbole, but not by much. Right. And to be and to be honest, I, I downloaded it for like a hot second. And I'm not a TikTok user. And I'm looking at them like, you know, hard pass. So I got it after about a couple of minutes. <laughs> All right. Um, in video streaming news, Jen Thorpe from the writing team at geeknewscentral.com, the reporting as well as TechCrunch, where if people who purchase a new Apple device from September 2019 were automatically eligible for a free year of Apple TV Plus, um, this is also reporting from 9to5Mac, um, those free trials were set to expire at the end of end of October 19th end of October 19th 2020 which is 10 days away um, people who bought a new apple device within that time frame will have their apple tv plus free subscription extended through february 2021 techcrunch provide details where first if your apple tv plus subscription ends on november 1st 2020 through january 31st of 2021 Apple is extending the free year to your, to your sub date in February 2021. The yearly subscription extension applies to people who sub prior to January 31st, 2020. If your sub was set to end November 15, 2020, then your first billing date will be now February 15, 2020. If people signed up for subs without a new device purchased through, during that same peri- same date period, they'll also get their free subscription extended through February 2021. If you have signed up for monthly subscription before November 1st, 2020, they'll get a $4.99 credit per month. The new device program where you get a year of Apple TV free will still continue, and customers will get emails about this. So good on that. Okay. All right. I'm purple. It, I'm purple, purple. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Apparently, it's what happens when I look down. Hmm. I, I'm curious because I'm in that collection, mm. but I waited until the absolute last day mm. so that my my thing would theoretically be the longest it could be. Um, but uh, be, because obviously when Apple TV Plus first launched, it had nothing of value. Mm. <laughs> Next billing day, January 24th, 2021. Mm. So that means that I did it in January. So uh, so I will get <laughs> one extra month. Woo-hoo. <laughs> okay. Hey, you know, why not? Fascinating. There you go. All right. You've been able to download Amazon Prime Video and Amazon Music onto Roku. Roku Dice. Devices. I got Devices. you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> why am I tongue tied? But the oh. same, <laughs> it's a mystery. But the same has not been true with the Roku channel and Fire TV devices. That is about to change. Available right now, if you live in the US and own a Fire TV, Fire TV streaming stick, 
smart TV or soundbar, the Roku channel, and more than the 100,000 free movies and TV episodes that comes with it. It's now available on your Amazon device. Woohoo! Awesome. Woohoo! The Roku channel integrates with Alexa, allowing you to ask the digital assistant to launch the app for you. You can also start browsing this library of content by starting the app the Fire TV search menu. One thing you cannot do through Roku channel on Fire TV devices is sign up for premium channels like Showtime and Stars. Wah, wah. Uh, if I had this, I'll be like, well, I have, uh, never mind. To do that, you'll need to visit the Roku, visit the Roku website or use one of the company's devices. Um, so the good thing is you don't need a Roku account to start to use the app on Fire TV devices. And that brings us to a topic that we have talked about on Plug Kids Live, on F5 Live a lot mm. lately. And that has been, uh, uh, that was spurred to public recognition by, uh, by Epic Games, um, this comes back to having to use the platform's payment system and and paying a royalty. Mm-hmm. I bet it's the same thing here. And Roku's like, no, we're not giving you a percentage of our revenue. Just go to the website and sign up. But you can still use it right. on the Amazon Fire platform. You just can't sign up for it there. Mm-hmm. We've been seeing this a lot. You can't sign up for Netflix, right? You can't sign up for. Oh, you can't sign up for uh, for uh, YouTube Premium. They changed all the names on me. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, YouTube Premium th- right. through through iOS devices anymore. Um, it's this is a pretty common practice, so it's not surprising at all that you can only sign up in app on the company's platform, and everybody else has to go to the website. Mm-hmm. This is becoming the norm because of of what has been referred to as the Apple tax, but applies to lots of platforms. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Well, I wish I well if I if it was just me, I would I would jump on this in a in a New York minute. <laughs> All right. And do you need help with your um, tech this week over on um, makeuseof.com, which they changed their logo about time. Um, five ways hackers use Facebook to steal from you. Um, there's malvertising on Facebook and um, uh, if you thought um, advertisements were annoying, imagine ads that actually download malware to PC. This can happen with fake advertising called advertising. So don't click on those ads. <laughs> and that that's been around forever. I remember G four G 4s website got hit with this, and so I mean oh. that alone ages it out mm-hmm. um, because because uh, Yahoo was serving their ads and Yahoo got hit with it. Mm-hmm. So always. Here's my recommendation. Always be careful with any ad, even if it's for a brand that you recognize, mm-hmm. um, be careful with it mm-hmm. because Definitely. it may not be for that company. Definitely. Oh, I agree with hundred percent. Always be just look and be very, very careful when you're doing that. Um, social engineering attacks to steal accounts. Um, it is commonly used in phishing, just like the um, using phishing again with like with malware. Um Facebook Messenger links for hacks and viruses. Be very careful because I had a few. I had a few. That one, I had one um, in Messenger. This is a true story that I got. I think it was a few days ago or last week. I think it was where someone um, was from the Mr. Beast Gaming Group. Now, if people don't know what Mr. Beast is, Mr. Beast is a YouTube star who um, 
you know, has videos about um, giving back to to homeless and, you know, blowing up cars and, you know, trying to buy an island. I mean, it's, I mean, I subscribe to it. It's pretty cool. So, so I got a, a messenger link from this group, this person who's from the Mr. Beast, Mr. Beast gaming pro- group. And she, this was a, she allegedly was asking for my name, my date of birth, if I was married or not, my banking account information, my checking account information, the list goes on and on. And I quickly deleted it. <laughs> so, yeah. So, so when you get, a, when you get, when you get something like that, that you don't recognize, delete it, report it, do, you know, that's, that's the, definitely report it. Mm-hmm. Oh, I did. <laughs> oh, I certainly did. Um, all right. Next up, dodgy apps and quiz on Facebook. And now this is with the stop hap- taking <laughs> quizzes on Facebook. Right. <laughs> right. That right. is how Cambridge Analytica happened. Exactly. I swear to God, your privacy and your personal information is not mm-hmm. worth finding out what kind of potato you are. I exactly. don't know why people keep doing this. And they're still on there. <laughs> they're still on there. And I can guarantee if I look right now, there's um let me just go back. If you go to your through. Facebook feed and you scroll yeah. within the first hundred, one of your friends will have taken one of these stupid quizzes today. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> Even though we've been talking now for years about right. this is how Cambridge Analytica happened. Which Harry mm-hmm. Potter house are you? Doesn't matter. Right. <laughs> That's all I want today. <laughs> Doesn't matter. <laughs> That's what I want today. And and in fairness, yeah. in fairness, um, if it's one of the BuzzFeed quizzes, I'm not a big fan of BuzzFeed, but if it's one of the mm-hmm. BuzzFeed quizzes, they don't require your Facebook information to give you the answer. So that one's I don't different. click on I don't click on any but, of them. I, but still, I don't trust any of it. Yeah. Just you know, keep keep scrolling. Scams um, shared through timeline posts. Post. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's another one. Yeah two different ways uh but lately the most common i've seen has been friends who have gotten tricked by it who then share the thing like Mm -hmm. uh uh, your local grocery store walmart amazon none of them are ever giving away 25 dollar gift cards Mm -hmm. or disney yeah no nobody's giving away gift cards if you share the post and you click on the link Mm-hmm. nobody's giving away gift cards stop clicking on them mm-hmm. i think the disney one that i see on my facebook feed um for the past like um for a while now is having disney cruise or disney vaca- vacation you know and even disney even came out you know and, and you know on the news on tv what have you it's not us don't click on it you're not going to win anything you know here's what yeah. you can do to yeah because oh, no. because the only the only places that you can get a, a Disney cruise mm. as, to win are from Disney and radio stations. Right. Period. Yeah. Those are the only right. places they ever do it. A link mm-hmm. in your timeline's never going to be it. Right. Right. And um, so there's a link up. We'll have a link up in the show notes that um, just be very, 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 very careful when doing that. All right. Next up, also from makeuseof.com, four funny email pranks for messing with your friends and coworkers uh, messing with your friends it, is fine but i but as far as coworkers i would yeah that's it. that's inappropriate <laughs> uh, i mean maybe maybe it depends on who the coworker is um i might mess with my buddy connor 
or uh, or Mark, but I'll, I mean, I work I work in a Fortune 500, and I can name two people who I might, and it's a very strong might. <laughs> Send yeah. the entire dictionary as a text file. <laughs> right. <laughs> right, and also oh, our email server would bounce it. <laughs> right. Um, tweak a coworker's signature. Um, no, nope. no, no. <laughs> depending depending on your your company. Uh, for me, you can get in a ton of trouble. Yeah, same here. Stay with mine. Um, send an anonymous joke email. Sign up for annoying email. See with this one. See, I get because my company I work for, we get um, we get them, and we're something, and they trick us. You know, because if we click on it. You know, um, you know, so we would have that reported and they'll say, Good job, thank you for spotting that. And so, but yeah, but if co coworker, I mean, friends is fine. Co I strongly rec don't recommend mm -hmm. <laughs> doing working for a company. I'll tell you, num number number four, if one of my friends does that, we're not friends anymore. <laughs> Ditto. That is over. Ditto. We Ditto. you are on your own, buddy. Right. A, you're getting it back. B, you might be getting a glitter bomb. <laughs> and C, we are done. Right. Amen to that. Amen to that. All right. In uh, also makeuse.com, seven essential ways to secure your printer. Um, number one, keep your Screw printer to your desk. Oh, right. No, not like that. No, no, no. no. <laughs> that may hurt. <laughs> um, number one, keep your printer firmware updated. Um, two, don't connect your printer to the network. Three, password protect remote access. Uh, number four, restrict restrict who can print from your computer. Um, remember, physical printer security too. And secure your network printer and consider advanced printer security. Also on makeuse.com, um, eight apps which let you stream local news for free. Um, there's Locast. Um, there's News On. There's Haystack News, which I which I download. I um, that's that's good. I love that one. It's very um, it's clean and nice uh, information about that. Um, Local Now, CBS News. I don't recommend it, but that's just me. <laughs> um, Pluto TV and ABC News. Um, so for me, uh, CBS News is too. Pain. Well, yeah, but if you like CBS, then then the CBS News. I don't like ABC News either. But <laughs> but you know, if you're if you're looking for a particular a particular platform, you know, if you're if you're uh, CBS All Access, uh, mm -hmm. your local news uh, can be part of that. If you've got uh, your local cable subscription you've got that but as as access for people who don't necessarily have any of those platforms these right. are interesting here's the thing right. to keep in mind um i think it's low cast is the one that's currently being sued by everybody oh, wow. um and when i say everybody i mean everybody not even people listed on the thing are part of the lawsuit so mm. uh definitely keep in mind that if the law, if these lawsuits go through, um, you won't necessarily be the one affected. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, like you're not going to be named as a defendant for using it. 
Um, mm-hmm. But any of these things could just disappear at any point. So mm-hmm. yeah, this is the one. The not per- This is the one that's tr- that uh, replicated. <sighs> I can't remember the name of the service. Nick was obsessed with it for a while, um, but uh, it was found by by a federal court to violate the law, um, and so this has replicated that concept. So there's no way this thing stands. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but what? Whatever. Mm-hmm. It. You're not going to be listed as a defendant. <laughs> so if you want to try it for as long as it exists, right. great. Just know that any day one of these could go away, low cast in particular. Okay. <laughs> just be just be be aware. All right. Other do you need help with your tech over on AndroidCentral.com? The best Android tablets for kids. Fire um, tablet kids. Fire, right. Yeah. Yep. There, there's not even honest to God, there's not even a runner up mm-hmm. for it. Um Tom's Guide, Laptop Mag, Tom's Hardware. Have all said uh, it, it, the second the second one on the list isn't even close, and when you can consider the price on it, it's unfair. <laughs> yeah, I well, I you know I have a fire tablet for me, and I love it. Um, I never never really well. These are picks from AndroidCentral.com, so mm-hmm. uh, um, the I never I didn't PBS the Leapfrog kids. stuff is pretty good. Um, yeah, their their products have been have been good and really good for for younger kids because they tend mm-hmm. to be more uh durable actually and you know what my daughter had one of these when she was a bit when she was a baby into toddler and ho- omg her chubby fingers were like and she was like you know moving it around and and you know and i must i mean she must have dropped it like more times than i can count yeah and it it's set up like it's still like a champ it's yeah, up like a that champ. that's definitely where that one stands out but if you're mm-hmm. honestly if you're looking for a <laughs> For a kid's tablet, the Amazon oh. Fire, whether it be the the HG10 or the eight, just make sure it's the kids' edition because they those right. things are are strong too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I highly recommend the Amazon tablets as well. And just, I mean, to, just know tablet. going just know going into it that anytime you're using a Fire product, that you're not getting the Google Play Store. So always make sure you buy before you buy a, a connected device that the fire store also has the app because mm-hmm. your lego your lego stuff for example is not going to work on a kids edition on a right. on a fire tablet that's right yep that's right all right and over also on androidcentral.com uh the best six tips for securing your kids chromebook for the school year uh they'll walk you through um, for example use the tools you already have um separate schoolwork from play which that's a don't know about that <laughs> well <laughs> you know the the more you can separate connected stuff from non-connected stuff whether it be for kids or adults is always <laughs> is always a better idea you know the right. stuff that can be quarantined should be right that makes sense makes sense which is probably um, all they're saying there that's also true, right? <laughs> That's filled with horrible, horrible ads. ads. Indeed, <laughs> right. It is with Indeed. anything, <laughs> anything. Um, use the do not track list. Uh, get tougher on web tracking. 
definitely. talk to your kids. Um, definitely, my daughter. I, you know, definitely. But my daughter, you know, I always keep a careful eye on what she sees and browses, and you know, if she has any questions, ask. Um, one time, she um, she was on this one website and downloaded um, something, and it was Chinese. It was Chinese malware, and OMG. Oh, that was a that was a pain in the butt. Oh, that was such. It was, and from that point on, you know, just watch what they're doing, please. Talk, you know, watch what they're doing. Um, yeah, I actually I used to speak on that topic. Um, I spoke at a couple of schools and uh, and um, events, youth events, um, basically taking care of the the talking part because not all parents know what to say, right? Mm-hmm. And right. you know the importance of knowing that nothing that you post online is temporary. Everything's always permanent. Even if you delete it, it's there forever and things like that. So there's the internet is a, is not the place that it was 20 years ago Mm -hmm. (laughs) is a very different world. You're right about that. All right. And next up, excuse me. Also in AndroidCenter.com, the best Bluetooth speakers, um there's the ultimate ears wonder boom 2 the jbl charge 4 anchor soundcore todd recommends uh anchor products right um really well especially Uh, when you're talking about if what you're looking at is price mm -hmm. uh and now that anchor got all of their um their chi chargers uh finally certified Mm -hmm. um i can trust them as a company again yep cool and I like the and um, Sony. Um, I'm a big fan of the um, Sony um, headphones and and speakers as well. And lastly, in the do you need help with your tech? Um, also, this is also from this is from makeuse.com. Ten ways to save battery on your Apple Watch. Um, update your Apple Watch software. Turn down the screen brightness. Disable the always on display. Mm-hmm. Reduce your reduce your notifications, and there's a little more. And have, we'll, we will have a link up in the show notes on um, GNCWeekly.com for this episode. And let me see. All right, there we go. Okay. And finally, this week, again, um, <laughs> I said up at the top of the top of the uh, top of the episode. You're still screen sharing. I'm so, ah, sorry. Still screen sharing. Oh. All right. I'm so bumbling this evening. Why? There we go. Oop, 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 oop. That Back. third one. There you go. There we go. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm tongue-tied and bumbling this evening. Okay. All right. So I'll mention again at the top, um, top episode. Um, you know, want to put in something in for the final segment. So this is a twofer. One food tech news. The other non, other non non-food tech news. All right, so do you have $30,000? Well, for $30,000, and I'm going to, you can have a robot robot fry chef on rails. And I'm going to make sure that I get the, uh, get the screen right. And this is the Flippy robot on a rail, or it's called Flip, Flippy Roar. If you're watching the live video, I there's a video of the, um, showing off the um, <laughs> flipping the fries. Um, they're also um, they're also offering the option to hire hire Flippy Roar for fifteen hundred dollars a month. 
which includes uh, maintenance and upgrades and also the companies from Miso Robotics. Um, and there is a, um, the robot uses, the robot uses machine learning to identify food stuff and a camera array, which includes a 3d depth sensing cam from Intel and a thermal camera to navigate, to navigate its environment. And if you're watching the video, there's some pictures of it. It's so, using an Intel real sense camera. Yep. Interesting. Mm -hmm. That's the first, that's the first product I've heard that have actually integrated a real sense into it. Um, mm -hmm. in any meaningful way. That's actually kind of cool. Yeah. I'm a big fan of the real of the Intel RealSense cameras. They're more detailed than the Connects ever were. So this could be yours for again thirty dollars now, now this is this is a uh, Miso, right? This is the Miso, same company yep. that made the that made the the burger robot too. Yep. This is the same one. Yep. Okay. And this is probably an altered version of it, which is why it's got the same name, but with a new word. Because the right. I think the Flippy was the the burger robot, and this is the Flippy Roar or something like that. Right, and it stands for Flippy um, Robot on robot a Rail. On a Rail. On a rail. Okay. This is, the rail is I think is up here. Looks like. Yeah. So it can go that. between. So it can go between uh, three fryers, according to that GIF there. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. All right, so essentially, if all is done correctly, this has just automated the McDonald's, which McDonald's said that they would like to have at least like a dozen fully automated robot uh, stores uh, by the end of 2022. Right. And uh, this just made that fully possible. Yep. <laughs> Welcome to the future. <laughs> yeah. Well, yep. The... Uh... Soon operational in 50 Cali Burgers and uh, Cali Burger locations. I wonder if, uh, oh, in White Castle. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's how they're going to keep their, their burgers cheap. Um, <laughs> I wonder if, I wonder if we'll see this integrated into a restaurant in the, the, the ring uh, behind Planet Hollywood because mm -hmm. there's already a robot bartender. Really cool robot bartender back there. Uh, it would be fun to see them them uh, also integrate this and have an automated burger and fry place too. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Put them That'd side cool. by side. Yeah, it'd be pretty cool. All right, very cool. Okay, and now this is the non tech new non food tech. Now I'm going to preface this by saying a couple things. Um, one. Um, <laughs> I can't believe this is going <laughs> to, I had this, I was going to like, had this prepared. So I'm going to preface this by saying that this is something that I've, I've, okay. Um, when going out to, <laughs> I love how much trouble you're having getting to it. Okay. When, when going to CES, I see a lot of products and there's a lot of products and there it goes from and i said this once and i'll say it again from one spectrum to the other and i also number two i knew there was adult products and three um now there's been hacking been going on at different companies apps you have what have you with that in mind pen test partners has disclosed an 
has disclosed this is from TechCrunch. App probing app programming interface flaws in I'm gonna probably probably mispronounce this and I'm gonna spell it Q U Q I U I cellmate. I'm gonna male... guess that it's pronounced Kiwi. <laughs> okay. <laughs> cellmate. A male I don't know why, but something tells me that's pronounced Kiwi. <laughs> it is on. I'm not, not touching with that football. A male chastity sex toy that let attacker let attackers remotely lock a u- a user's member. There you go. <laughs> okay. I was going to say bits, okay. <laughs> because that was more techy. But member will work exactly. And I'm closing my legs as we speak. If that happened, you need to force the toy open using either heavy tools. Like nope. a like an angle grinder or bolt cutter. Again, I'm closing my legs. Or jolting certain wires with electricity. There is no manual override. Of course they're not. It's a it's a chastity <laughs> cage. I wouldn't expect there to be a manual override. <laughs> How is it possible? You're setting yourself up for failure here, for sure, yes. by having it as a connected device. I can see where it comes from. I, like I can see where the where the uh, in the whole in the whole uh, they don't I know the public doesn't like these terms anymore but it's really what it is the whole master slave um, uh, relationship which is what this is all about uh, I can see the idea of being able to release it remotely just briefly as a tease I can see where that sounds like fun right up until it can be locked permanently <laughs> remotely by nobody. Nope. I'm not even going <laughs> to. I here. Here's the thing. I don't trust connected devices as a whole. I, I, I you remember how much I, how much I made fun of Amazon's drone last week. Right. And that's getting nowhere near sensitive bits <laughs> i have zero interest figuratively in, literally sensitive <laughs> yeah i have no interest in bringing a connected device there <coughs> wait it gets better oh good the, the app laws also let intruders collect private messages plain text messages plain text passwords and location info without the need for authentic authentication <laughs> <laughs> apparently Kiwi's, uh, Kiwi's approach was apparently frustrating as well the company was initially responsive and ultimately fixed the quote majority of the issues with a new version of the interface but it missed, it missed three supposed deadlines and ultimately went quiet <laughs> pen test partners pen test partners decided to make the issues public after input other researchers made it clear that poor communication was all too common the security firm says the disclosure was in the public interest. Of course it is. <laughs> right. I mean, oh, absolutely. But <laughs> why? Especially why? considering what we're talking about here. Of okay. course, a pub, of course, it's in the public interest to disclose these breaches. Ooh. Absolutely. But oh, how do breaches you... in your britches? I'm sorry. I apologize. <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> 
I had to say it out loud or it was going <sighs> to rattle around in my head. All night. I apologize. Oh, that, no, <laughs> no I, that should have been the, that should have been the joke title. <laughs> I'm gonna you know what I'm gonna put I'm gonna I'm putting that in the show title. <laughs> I say it still can be. <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely gonna put that. Let me just make let me just make sure I get this right. Breaches and your breaches. I'm gonna do that right now as we speak. <laughs> I'm putting that in. I'm putting that in as the show title right now. Breaches in <sighs> your breaches. And then the, right now. Yep. That's going is... the show title. That's the show title today. Tonight. Good. <laughs> the... There is so much to unpack here. Figuratively mm-hmm. <laughs> and literally. <laughs> An angle grinder. I can't. Oh. I'm having trouble getting past angle grinder. Because oh. it's not like it's not it's not like a normal chastity cage where there's like a a, a master lock, you know, like right. a padlock right. <laughs> that is separated from the device. Which is very different. <laughs> Can you imagine benching a lot with this? <laughs> <laughs> All right. I have two people to send this story to later. Thank you. <laughs> because Robbie I, is absolutely getting this story later. Oh, definitely send it to him. <laughs> definitely send it to him. And I'm like, I just, I would not even dream. And I just, and I like again. I had to put this, you know, had to put this in in our rundown because uh, I, I was I was debating, and I was there was a couple other ones that I wanted to choose from, and I'm like, well, let's go with the food tech, the food tech first, and let's bring it on home with this. I don't even remember that story, and I, <laughs> don't remember what it was at this okay, point. Good, okay, good. And I'm like, and I was like, and that's why I wanted to like, but I was trying to like put in the, in the final se- and final segment. I want to preface this by again, one, I, I, you know, there's different products out there from again from one instruction to the other. I've seen the products at C- these products, at some of these products at CES. Well, not this. And no, no, no way this, this shows up. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, this no. I but I'm like, how is it possible? And I will. I'm like, I when I'm putting this in, and I'm still th- like in my mind. I'm like, I'm closing my legs and cringing when it comes to getting that out or getting your again member <laughs> or bits. Apparently, I'm, I'm on a roll here. <laughs> oh my goodness gracious! I- Oh my goodness gracious! Oh, I needed the, that. The thing, the thing that's funny. I know you were joking about Benji Lock, but mm-hmm. the yeah, thing well. that's funny about that is that that would be a manual override that could keep the integrity of the concept in place. Right? Robbie's not. Robbie and Kim aren't going to be interested in <laughs> in integrating with these people, but something <laughs> like that would would uh give the controller uh the ability to unlock it without the the wearer being able to which is obviously the whole point of the device but gives a manual override that's a fascinating idea where they can use or kim can use the array app (laughs) oh my god where you can oh no nope 
Nope. Whoop. I have an interview playing in my head and I am replacing a deadbolt with this product <laughs> and all of it still works. <laughs> exactly. Hmm. Be kind of fun to redub that interview. <laughs> oh, that would be awesome. Kim would kill me. Right. Oh, that'd be awesome. <laughs> he would not be a fan of that. No, no. It would be funny. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> oh, I love it. That's awesome. Ridiculous. Oh my goodness. That's the most that was the like that's again. I'm putting the breaches and your breaches in the show and the uh show note in the um episode. I really am. I'm gonna definitely I'm definitely put that in. I'm definitely putting that in because I had it, you know, in the uh in the short title, you know, Apple says comma high speed. This one by far, you know, I this one trumps trumps the uh <laughs> trumps it hands down. <laughs> definitely trumps it hands down. It's ridiculous. <laughs> the thing that's funny is all of my concerns mm -hmm. about the Amazon drone mm -hmm. are are realized here mm -hmm. <laughs> but in a way worse way <laughs> just at least because at least I can swat the Amazon drone out of the sky if I need to with a with a fly swatter you can't swap this though. <laughs> no. Apparently, you need an angle grinder. <laughs> oh my goodness! All right, and with that, <laughs> you sure that's where you want to put a period at the end of that sentence? I want to. <laughs> if I if I don't if we don't button this up in the next, uh -huh. yeah. we're gonna Agreed. we're gonna we're gonna go off the rails. It's not gonna get better. No, it's not. And it's gonna get more. Well, <laughs> yeah, because I've got a sentence in my head. I'm not saying. So you better wrap this up. Yep, exactly, exactly. Yep, I knew we we're going there. All right, that is the tech news for this week for Friday, October 9th, twenty twenty. Thank you so much for tuning in this week's episode. Show notes from this episode can be found at gncweekly.com. Also, be sure to check out the latest tech news and commentary from geeknewscentral.com. And be sure to tune in Mondays and Thursday evenings at geeknewscentral.com slash live for the Geek New Central, uh, Geek New Central podcast. A little bit of a um, programming, programming note. <clears throat> Todd is taking a break from the podcast. He's going on vacation um, for two weeks. Um, so the next podcast will be October 19th. Um, roughly 8 p.m. Eastern time. So be um, so check, keep an eye out on that. Um, also, be sure to tune in, watch and tune in at gncweekly.com slash live Friday evenings at 8 p.m. Eastern time. So please be sure to like and subscribe to the GNCWIR channel on YouTube. Also, when you hit um, on the bell, click on the bell. Select to all, uh, select to all to get notified on the next episode that comes on. Also, um, also make sure to subscribe to the podcast. <clears throat> excuse me, where you can find on your favorite podcast app. And be sure to tune in with Scott and Abram Pulch on F5 Refreshing Technology Sunday evenings at 9 p.m. Eastern at pluggitslive.com slash join us. Comments on this week's episode. <laughs> and you got a lot to choose from. <laughs> Love to hear from them. Um, head on over to gncweekly.com slash connect and connect via email, Twitter, or Facebook. I am on at 
I'm on Twitter. I'm at Kirk Corliss. Scott is on Twitter at triple T um, M-A-B-O. Until the next episode of GNC Week in Review. So long. Ciao.